welcome to a Sunday morning edition of JM Sunday. Wow, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Can you hear me okay there, Mayor? Good morning, Mayor. How are you? Let's see what we're... Uh, uh, there we go. <laughs> you know, it would help. Let, let's do it again. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to a Sunday morning edition of JM Sunday, which kind of would make sense because we are on a Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah, let's see, let's see. This is on. It should be on. Let's see now. Ah, here we go. Hold on. We'll get this right. You know, this is the first time I'm doing this with a co-host, and I appreciate this, Mayor, for your being here. Let's see. Does this little wire go to that little thing over there? Probably. How's that? There we go. Uh, there we go. That sounds like progress. Go. There we go. How's that sound? That sounds good. That sounds much better. So, let's start this again. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Nicely done. <laughs> How are you, Mayor? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for joining me this morning. Good, good. Arab Rosh Hashanah. It's thank a very, you for inviting uh, me. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. I know you had a uh, long trip. Yes. To get you know, here. this is actually incredibly exciting. Doing doing JM and the AM from Elizabeth? <laughs> this is <laughs> That's true. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. So uh, it is Sunday morning. It's uh, five minutes after seven, New York time. Yes. We have listeners in Israel. I know. So it's now uh, what time? Five after seven plus seven is fourteen, so it's two oh seven. I don't do math. Is that about right? Yeah. That's why I have uh let's see a little thing your on world, my your world clock? Yeah, I have my world clock up here. I can't get to my world clock. And oh yeah, they, they have those things also. You have to excuse us. We're we're doing this uh, live obviously, and it's the first time we have all the all the equipment together right. to do a co hosting. And uh, you'll it, hear, and it's not quite the, the same noise. as doing regular radio. No, it's not quite the it's same. It's not the same. Right. It's, it might sound in some ways on the other end like it is the same, but Correct. when you're just doing the internet, not with benefit of a real radio studio, it is a different this is experience. True. Although some people do internet on a real in a real radio studio. No, absolutely. Uh, which we're makes we're a lot not easier. doing that today. No, we're we're doing something. You know, if you know, we could post a picture of this. <laughs> Would it be we okay? Could. could I could I post uh, a picture sure. of this on my, on my Facebook page? Sure, you could fo- post it to there, sure, to your yeah. Facebook page. That would be great. Now, if anybody wants to uh, say hi to us, to Mayor Furtick or to me, Matis Weingast, uh, you can go to JM Sunday. Make sure to like us there. That would be a great thing to do. You know, I don't like even us think on I've James done that Sunday. yet. I meant to. I'm not sure. I think you did actually, though. For JM Sunday? Jam oh, right. Sunday. I think Jam so. Last Sunday week. I did. Right. It was the yes. stunt show. It was the show stunt, that I'm uh, doing yes. that I haven't liked yet. We're going to talk right. about that in a second. By the way, today is September 16th, and uh, it is in the year 2012. It is Erev Rosh Hashanah, the 29th day of Elul. And uh, today is uh, the last day of the Jewish New Year, a very auspicious day, a very uh, solemn day. Uh, getting ready for Yom Tov. Uh, in different parts of the world, it already is uh, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah right. has started. And uh, so <laughs> you're not listening to us uh, there, but uh, you might hear us on the archives afterwards. And uh, in Israel, they're getting ready for, uh, for, for Rosh Hashanah. In London, which is about five hours ahead, they are also getting ready. We're going to hear some uh, different people are joining us, uh, hopefully going to join us this morning if our uh, new uh, telephone interface works. So we look forward to that. We're going to hit some music now, and uh, and then we will be back and talk to you. I want to hear about your show, Mayor. 
the stunt show. Oh, you're going to tell me about it? That's oh, crazy. I want to hear about it. I want to hear oh, about I was it. hoping you were going to tell me. Oh, <laughs> but have you done one yet? No. You didn't do one yet. This so this will be the first. So you're on a rotating, uh, rotating group of four. Correct. Right. And, uh, well, we'll talk about we'll it a little bit more it. later. Uh, right now we're going to go to, um, let's see, Alicia Freeman, Friedman with, uh, Hayom, a very, uh, uh, a, a, um, well, actually, we're going to go to him. I'm not sure. Let's see. Let's see who we go to. I think Hayom would be a. That makes a sense. Good one. Yeah, let's let's go to that here on JM Sunday.
That was Alicia Friedman with Hayom from the uh, Waterbury Rosh Hashanah album. We still call it albums. How are you doing, Mayor? Good. How are you? Fine. Thank you again. Thank you for joining me this morning. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Here on JM Sunday, 717 in the morning on the East Coast of the United States. I want to let everyone know that uh, coming up at 730 will be morning chizuk. As, as usual. As usual, yes. So now we say that it is on from seven, Sun- uh, Sunday through Thursday. Is that going to change on the air? We, Nachum always says Monday to Thursday. Right. So I was listening last week, right. and it didn't change because Nachum doesn't say that. We've always learned to say at this time each and every Monday through Thursday. Right. Morning, right? That's, or that's every what weekday I do. Morning. Yeah. Nachum doesn't say that. Uh, last week, when, you know, I actually paid attention. Right. <laughs> he said, um, Rabbi Dov Gowasser is coming up. His words with Lezech and right. and his father. Mm-hmm. Here's Rabbi Dov Gowasser with Morning Chizuk, and no... Monday through Thursday. Right. So I think it's, I don't know, it's going to, I don't know if it'll change or not. I don't know. We'll have to, fi- we'll have to think about that. Um, I know I'll change. Following morning chizuk, uh, we are hoping to have some guests on roughly the quarter hour to talk about different aspects of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Tov coming up 
in just a few hours. Check your local calendars for candle lighting. I think here in uh, this part of the United States, it's around. Um, oh, actually, I had it before, There's so little, I'll know how long. The OU should, uh, calendar right there. The OU calendar has it, but I want to see for like right here. And I know I'll have it. Let's see. Uh, list of things to eat, things to buy. That's one of the things about <laughs> being able to do a show like this in the morning. You just can rustle papers. It's not, you know, same. All right, we'll go with the OU calendar. Uh, today is, uh, what's today? Air Rosh Hashanah. It looks like uh, New York area 644. That makes sense. 644 in Los Angeles, 639. And Chicago, 639. I don't know what time it is in, uh, what time it will be in London, but maybe we can find it. Now, go to myzmodem.com. That's true. We are on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is a new network, the basically. New ve- a new venture. New venture, uh, put together by the one and only Nachum Siegel, of course, and it can be heard through many, many uh, different uh, type of um, listening devices, computer, uh, smartphones. smartphones. Uh, dumb phones. Dumb phones, right? Well, if they have uh, stream <laughs> capabilities. Uh, no, I mean li- the listen line. The li- right, right. The listen line, which is, uh, see, I have that here also right here. Let's look at that. Uh, 212-419-4241. So if you're listening now and you want to hear the show, <laughs> right. 212-419-4241. You can go to the uh, app store and search for WFMU Jewish Music and you get the iPhone app. Right. And uh, NachumSiegel.com and JMTheM.org. And this network was put together by uh, Miriam L. Wallach, the general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, who had, as I mentioned last week, had a fantastic launch two weeks ago. And uh, there are a lot of new programs, including the Stunt Show, which you are on on a rotating basis together with uh, Daniel Gordon, uh, Jordan Gorfinkel, and Shimon Kramer. Right. What is the stunt show? The stunt show is the, um, you know, to the extent that everything else is is programmed with a concept and a and a format. The stunt show is the sort of the, um, the escape valve, the 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 chance to be loose and not formatted and just put on stuff that strikes a host's fancy. Uh, it's also was a way, by the way, to get four people who couldn't commit to a weekly show. In all seriousness. Uh, on onto the network, contributing to the to the entire project, and uh, on a monthly basis. But basically, each of us has the um, the freedom and the ability to make it up as we go along, as it were. Which, as you know, is some of the best radio. Right, when absolutely. you make it up as you go along. So it it, um, it allows us to take an idea that we have that maybe is kind of a one off, and just run with it. Is there though any? Are there any parameters to it? Is it going to be all about? Jewish music, Jewish life, not at all, uh, not anything. at all. Uh, in fact, uh, in, in fact, Daniel Gordon's first show, and Daniel Gordon's actually, Daniel Gordon's format for his show. Um, I, I couldn't quote you the exact thing that he said, but uh, I know that the last element that he said will always be present is country music. Now, right, he where, said that. Where else? Where else on the Nachum Siegel Network or on Jam the Am or anywhere in Jewish broadcasting at all are you going to find an outlet for? Country music. So well, we have country yussi. Is that there's country music? That's there? true, okay. but country yussi is not to country music as okay. Okay, I mean we we know that nothing yes. against yussi, God forbid. 
Um, so, so Daniel is, is a big fan of country music, and he's planning to, to take lessons from country music and apply them to, to, uh, you know, deeper thoughts, I guess, than, you know, okay. she stole my car, my truck, my dog, you know. <laughs> there there are definitely some songs in country music whose lyrics are not exactly what most of the, our listeners would be used to. Exactly. Uh, there are lessons, you're right, but... So, so Dan, but Daniel's a very deep-thinking guy. I, have, I, I work with him, right. so I, and I know him, and he, uh, he thinks things through, and he's a thoughtful person. I don't mean in the sense that he's nice to, you know, he helps a little old ladies across the street, although I'm sure he does that too. Yeah, I hope so. But he is, he is a thoughtful guy, and uh, he is able to find those messages in, in, in that music, I am sure. He did one already. If people were listening, they heard it. Yes. It was, it's worth listening to in the archive. Now, uh, that show was good anyway because he had an interesting guest. He had Noe Jacobson from the Maccabees, right. who is uh, who's a very talented young guy uh, who now works as a presidential fellow at Yeshiva University. So um, that was a good show in any event. But as for the show week to week, I think it will be different every week. It will be a, a regularly scheduled slot of something different every week. And if you think about freeform radio, which we've been a part of in a sense Absolutely, for you know, 30 years, it, it's, it's perfectly, perfectly a fitting, uh, a fitting addition to the network. Speaking of the Maccabees. And I want to hear more about your show in particular, yeah. what you're going to be doing. When, when is yours coming up? Um, I believe I'm on this week. This week. Okay, yeah. I want to hear more about that. But speaking of the Maccabees, here they are on JM Sunday. <laughs> Yeah. 
listening to JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com, jmtheam.org. Good morning, everybody. Mayor Fertig here, co-hosting with the one and only Matis Weingast, live uh, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Thank you. 26 minutes after the hour on the East Coast of the United States. And you're listening to week two of a brand new innovation here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Imagine that, JM Sunday. It's something that we've joked about for so many years. Yeah. Joked. Is. I mean, really yeah, joked. It's going to Sunday. Well, right. I think the idea was getting Nachum up early <laughs> for another day. Uh, Mayor, you have something that you that we need to talk about. Yeah, uh, there is. Uh, he, here in New Jersey, there was a, um, unfortunately, just a terrible, terrible accident yesterday on, on Shabbos afternoon at, in East Brunswick, New Jersey. There was a terrible accident. Uh, five people coming out of the Young Israel there were hit by a car. Uh, somebody apparently lost control. Two people, a couple, husband and wife, were killed instantly, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And uh, three other people, another couple and uh, an adult who may or may not be related to one of the couples. We're not quite, quite clear on all the details, uh, were hurt. Um, so we have three names for Tehillim, for people who have uh, lists that they keep for that purpose and uh, get-togethers and so forth. Uh, we'd like to share with you three names. Uh, one is Amiyad Nisim Ben Sara. Amiyad Nisim Ben Sara. The second one is Yerachmiel Natan Ben Liba. Yerachmiel Natan Ben Liba. And his wife, Hadar Yocheved Bat Chayasara. Hadar Yocheved Bat Chayasara. And we wish all of them a Rafu Shalema and your prayers and, uh, and wishes and good wishes for them are, of course, appreciated, I'm sure. And, uh, especially at this time. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, uh, the, the timing for something like that, obviously, there's no good timing ever for that. Right. But you know, no, coming no, on Erev Yantav, horrifying. And uh, I, I, we understand that you know there are there are younger children involved still and so forth. That's this is right after that. Shul, coming out of the Israel. Uh, apparently, it's a not the safest. Uh, right. It's apparently road a there kind of a bad stretch there. Durham's Corner Road, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, I passed by there. It's sort of like one of these complicated sort of yeah. intersections. It's uh, it's just very shocking, and it puts. Things in perspective a little differently when we're at Erev Rosh Hashanah. That's true. And yes. this uh, and this happens. Right. So our our thoughts are with them, and uh, your prayers for the injured are greatly appreciated. And we will try to get those names up on uh, on the web, so that people can look at uh, James Sunday or uh, or Jewish Radio. And uh, again, as you said, keep them in our prayers and wish her full shalema. Right. They actually are up on my Facebook page. Oh, okay, if, okay. In the comments, I, I, I posted a news article about this yesterday. So my Facebook page, Mayor Fertig, M-A-Y-E-R-F-E-R-T-I-G, and uh, the the story has the names embedded in the comments. We're going to be coming up with uh, Rabbi Goldwasser in a few seconds. Uh, Rabbi Goldwasser was kind enough to uh, to record uh, and provide us with segments for Sunday morning for JM Sunday. 
and I think he has to get used to the schedule, as you'll hear uh, in, in just a couple of seconds. But uh, at this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizik. Today's words of Lisea Kanishmas, Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizik. Good evening. Erev Rosh Hashanah, the last day of the year, is the time when we all have the power to correct our deficiencies. The Chidush Yarim says it's possible to do tshuva on Erev Rosh Hashanah for the whole past year. Our sages tell us that one day in the year is considered a year. Furthermore, we learn in Psachim that Miksasayom Kekuloi, part of the day, is considered as if it was the entire day. If an individual does tshuva on the last day of the year, that day is considered a year. Then it's going to be considered as we did tshuva the entire year. During Mincha and Erev Rosh Hashanah, we ask in our very last prayers for the previous year, Borecholeinu Hashem Elokeinu Es Hashanah Hazois. Bless for us Hashem this year. One can ask an interesting question. In only a few moments, the year will be over. Why do we ask Hashem to bless this year? The great tzaddik, Reb Shalom of Bells explains, Shua Hashem keherafayin. The salvation of Hashem is as quick as the blink of an eye. Even the last few minutes of the year still have the title of this year. And in those last few moments, our salvation can arrive. I would like to take this opportunity to wish all of our listening family a Shana Taiva Masuka, a very good, healthy, and sweet year. May it be filled with all of Hashem's finest blessings, spiritually and materially. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning physic. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser, for those words. And uh, as, as uh, you noticed in the beginning of the uh, of the segment, he uh, said, "Good evening, everyone." So I think he was, you know, thinking that uh, this will be for towards this evening. Right. Uh, he will. Um, he, those words will will have an impact on us. And uh, thank you again. And he'll be back next next week. By the way, just to mention that uh, Nachum will not be on uh, JM and the AM tomorrow or. Uh, or Tuesday because of uh, Rosh Hashanah, back with regular programming at 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning. For, as we used to say, there'll be no programming of the JM and the AM variety. Exactly. Uh, hopefully right now we are joined by Mark Zamek. Mark, good morning. Are you there? Good morning, Matis. Hey, hey, good morning. And Mayor is here also. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. Sounds great. <laughs> Mark Zamek uh, is responsible for so many things Regarding JM and the AM. I take responsibility for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he has signed paperwork. Okay, Mark has provided the ability for us to, to stream, for us to play, and for all the listeners out there to enjoy right. everything that is done on the Nachum Siegel Network, JM and the AM. Uh, and, uh, plus, I, plus how many thousands of songs that are now yeah, like what is it, digitally? Uh, 14,473? No, it's about four. It's uh, clo- It's approaching fourteen thousand. Approaching fourteen thousand. Wow. Okay. Thirteen. 
13595. Ah, 13595. Who's okay. counting? Yeah, who's counting exactly? Mark, uh, thank you for joining us on this era of Rosh Hashanah. Of course, it's a busy time for everyone. And uh, this morning, we are going to have a few different guests on talking about certain aspects of Rosh Hashanah. And I thought that maybe it would be a good idea for you to talk about something regarding um, Nusach or regarding Rosh Hashanah from the eye of the uh, Baltfila, because you, in fact, are a Baltfila for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Am I correct? It might be a little too strong a word that I would use, but yes, I do stand up there in the middle of the shul behind the bima and in some way, shape, or form lead davening. And, and you do represent the people uh, on the uh, on the holiday. I represent, yes. From my best. from the perspective of a uh, baltfila, uh, and and speaking to the rest of us that sit in shul sometimes for hours at a time, and frankly, not always understanding what is being said or what we're saying, but listening to the Baltfila or the Chazan uh, saying the words and kind of like closing our eyes and listening to that, what, do you, what message do you want to give us? What should we think about? Well, I mean, first of all, one of the things that I try, at least, and again, because I, I, I'm certainly not a professional and, you know, the, the minyanim that I've been davening at for the past uh, 20 years in Rosh Hashanah have been, let's call them a little bit more Hamish and you know, base measure style kind of minyanim. And I, I think the message I always try to bring is that obviously we're in a, a serious situation. Um, I, I think that the proper use of nusach, you know, there's no other takeaway. You know, if somebody is up there who knows the nusach and, and is using it properly, it, it, it just sets a very, very serious tone. On the other hand, you know, in, these kind, in today's davening, and I would, you know, I'm saying I'm davening in a Hamish minyan, but I would say it's really true for many, many, or most Orthodox Minyanim, it's we're, we're very much all in this together kind of situation. I was reading an article um, uh, from the Jewish press towards the end of last week about Natanel Herstic, who um, luckily for me, because I had a couple questions, was in Shul the Shabbos. Um, that works out. Yes, it worked out very nicely. I had no idea that he had the week off before Rosh Hashanah, but I did have a couple questions <laughs> and he walked in so I didn't have to call him. He actually lives in Teaneck, so I see him oh more than occasionally. Um, but, you know, when he talks about it, he talks about, you know, this more participatory, participatory davening. You know, the days of sort of having a, a chazan or a chazan or a choir who are there in more of a performance kind of way are pretty much, you know, a thing of the past. Are there shuls that still do that? Absolutely, there are shuls that, shuls that still do that. And, and, you know, to everybody should have a place where they can go, where they're comfortable. But I, I think that the, the we're all in this together. What? No, go no, on. No, go on. Um, I, I think that we're all in this together mode is the way I would try to frame it. And I do try to, when I, besides the, you know, the regular part of the davening, the, you know, the machios, the chronos and shofros, where I, I certainly make an effort to use the proper nusach I do say the songs that I pick in the opportunities where we do get a chance to sing together, whether it's picking a more modern song for Vachom Aminim so we can all sing together, or the traditional Ein Kitzvah, or things like that, where everybody would sing along, though it's important to realize that, sure, I'm the one here standing in the middle of the room, but you know everybody should stand up and participate and not just sort of sit there you know, and watch. It's a full everybody in... We're all in this together kind of atmosphere. And by the way, besides trying to pick a popular song for Vacham Aminim that everyone's going to sing together, right. those songs that I think people expect to hear, 
whether we might it might be our favorite or not a favorite, we sort of really should be um, thinking as well. You know, I I, I, um, I remember diving a number of years ago, and the person got up to sing you know Hallel on Sukkot, right? And he used a different tune for. Um, uh, right, space our own, and it was a fine. It was a nice tune. Halfway through, people started picking it up. But there's something about whether we like it or not is that that's the song. It went no matter what school you go to, certainly in the United States, right? You're going to walk in, you're going to hear that song. People expect it to, and that's part of what our obligation is about. Fila is to to try to get that. It could be very disconcerting to people who expect to hear a particular tune, a favorite tune, particularly in a shul that they've been in before, you know, maybe for many years, and that they don't hear. It's it's sort of part of davening. It's just something they expected to hear as part of the experience. Right, and as it relates to Yom Kippur, I think there's one song on Yom Kippur, which, by the way, I would argue the tune really doesn't go to the words, but there's one song on Yom Kippur that we sing every single davening. I remember once in my life, the person davening the Elah didn't sing that song. And again, I don't think the song probably goes with the words. Right. But it, Kianu Amecha, right? Mm-hmm. When have you gone into a shul and not have right. the, the, the person leading davening sing that tune, Kianu Amecha, even though there's one that came out this year that, you know, uh, I don't remember who put it out, but, you know, there, there, there are definitely more, po- you know, there are definitely popular tunes that people use for it, but when you're in shul, you're davening the ila, everybody expects to sing that song. Again, right. does the tune match the words? I'm not 100% sure that it does, but it won't be the first time that we've had a tune that was a little bit more upbeat than perhaps the, the, the words, words called for. <laughs> Do you have a favorite baltfila, Mark? Um, it's funny. Um, my, uh, my, my, my friend and uh, uh, frequent Vashachras, Nafi Trudler, said to me a couple of years ago that um, we've been davening so long together that I think whatever mistakes that I make are ingrained and I just don't get an opportunity to hear um, other people uh, enough right. to know whether I'm doing anything wrong. So it's, I guess for me, fortunate that I, it's been a while since I've heard, you know, in any real sense, um, uh you know, certainly a professional Davina Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I, during the year, I mean, the fact is, he's really changed my mind on Chazanah, so, you know, Natanel Hirschstick again, mm-hmm. who, um, who uh, for six months of the year, sits next to me in shul, and um, I do have the opportunity to hear him Davin. And um, those of you who haven't read the article should read it. It's very interesting, and it, yeah, it's absolutely very much practice what he preaches. You know, he, he I, I saw you posted Davin. something. Huh? I saw you posted something. I didn't have a chance to read it. Yeah, right? I mean, he when when he davens for the Ahmed, he's he'll tell you this is going to be over by twelve o'clock. Don't worry about it, you know. And <laughs> and that's what he does. It is clock management. And by the way, I think many times one of Balitfila miss the importance of clock management in in their leading the davening. You know, any one piece might work, and all those pieces together might not work because there's an expectation. And and that and and that I think goes. Through from, you know, a, a, a 5:45 shachris minyan till a nine o'clock shachris minyan during the week to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur to all the chagim, there's an expectation of how long davening should take, and people shouldn't just say, "Well, I think this should take longer, so I'm going right. to take longer." Just, speaking of uh, speaking of clock management, which you are so good at, <laughs> uh, I, I believe it I'm correct. Permeates everything in my life. There's no question. <laughs> uh, I believe, by the way, that you daven Musaf on both days Rosh Hashanah. 
I have most of this year. I'm davening most of one day. Rosh one day, Hashanah, okay. I'm davening Kol Nidre most of Neila. Neila. Now, get, jumping ahead a week to Neila, talking about time management. When 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 Yom Kippur is over, uh, no one, <laughs> as as great as the day was and uh, inspiring and, and everything, when it when it hits that time. People do not want to hear you saying Asherah at that time. Right. <laughs> they want to hear the, the Shema. They want to. How do you? What do you think about though? To prepare yourself for Neil. I mean, it's still Neil for you, but before you start Neil, what do you think about primarily? Right. So it's interesting that uh, I, you know, by then you've already been through a week of Slichos and Rosh Hashanah and another week of Slichos and Yom Kippur, and. Um, I think still when I start Neila, the overriding thing that's going through my head is um, managing the clock. I, I dive in, and again, I've dived in with the same group of people, most of whom for somewhere between five and ten years, and everybody who dives in the minion knows that the, when Neila starts, they can take off their watch and put it in their pocket, and I'll worry about the clock, and they can worry about Neila. And I would say that as as from a let's call it traditional kavana, seriousness of the ila mindset, I don't think I'm in that mindset. I think my role as about fila, and I, my primary role as about fila, I believe, is to elevate everybody else's davening, not that I have the perfect kavana during the ila. And if I can elevate the davening of 100, 150 people in the room with me, then that, I think, is my job. Not that I have to put my towels over my head, and, and, and which, by the way, I never do when I'm, about, when I'm davening for the Yomit, ever. Really? Um, because it's not my davening. I'm the Shliach Tibor. What am I, putting, throwing a blanket over my head trying to be alone for the Tefillah? If I want to do that, I'll go stand in the corner. Interesting. I have to be giving up something of my covenant to help everybody else's covenant. You know that there are those who will say that when they daven for the Amud, uh, they are davening alone and everybody else can kind of listen in and be a part of it. And I think that's the wrong attitude. I mean, I believe that that's the wrong attitude. I, I need to be able, be able to elevate everybody else's davening. You know, I always say that in order to be a good gabai, I have to realize, if I'm a gabai, right. I have to realize that the first thing I'm not doing is davening. I didn't come to Shul Tadav and, and be the Gabbai at the same time because those two things are completely in conflict with each other. And I believe that as a Baal my job first is to elevate everybody else's davening in any way I can. And, and, and you know, from an Eila perspective, for example, I'm sure you'll be shocked to learn, I have a, an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> where I, I put in the end of when, I'm a, when we're allowed to blow chauffeur and every page is timed, so I have a printout in front of me of exactly what time I have to hit every page, more or less, that to end Ni'ila on time. And for the past, I want to say, three to five years, I've hit it within a minute. That is remarkable. Mark, there's so many things I could say, and I will say none of them right now. <laughs> no, I, I, and the truth is, but that... But that's great. Uh, that of course. People in, the, people in the room expect it, and if they could know, like, why is he saying all the Avino volcanoes out loud? What, what do they care? It, for me, and, and it's something that I started because one year we really started way too early. I have to, you know, you Neila ends with, you know, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Kim, everybody's saying that out loud together. And so I end up extending that more to do the Avinu Makenu the same way because I think that communal nature of elevating everybody's prayer, we're all in this together, I think is very important to 
sort of that cleansing aspect of what Yom Kippur is supposed to be. And again, if I if I can lose focus from my own quote unquote tefillah to elevate the room, then that's my goal. By the way, the the talus over the head. I, my grandfather was a, a rabbi in a in a number of shuls for many many years. Right. And as somebody who personally, when he davened, put his talus over his head. He said to me, I, when, I'm at, when I'm at the pulpit, my talus, I can't put my talus over, over my head, because then I feel I'm obligating everybody else right. to put their talus over their head. And so to some extent, even though I'm not the rabbi of the minion, I feel that, that not only putting a talus over my head, again, not to anybody else, I'm not criticizing anybody else's davening, I'm just talking about my sense of where I see it. Right. If I, I feel like I'm closing myself off to everybody, and that's not my role as a In fact, I'm very uncomfortable saying Hinani Mas out loud. I mean, I know that sort of that's been the minhag, that's been what everybody's been doing, that's what Chazanam have done for generations. It's a prayer for me. Why it's for you, you know, right, exactly. Right. exactly. Why am I saying it out loud to perform? That's not what we're here to do. Right. We're here to, especially now, in the kind of minyanim we have, is to elevate... Um, you know, it's a very uncomfortable thing for me to say all that. Mayor? Mark, getting back to your to, to the spreadsheet and the whole idea of time management, so you, you may be more perfectly suited than even the average experienced Baltfield to answer this question that so many people want to know. How long, how long, in your view, should Ni'ila take? As long as the people in the room want it to take. Ooh, fudged answer. <laughs> well, I, and part of it is there. there's no, you know, we see today, there's no right or wrong way. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of wrong ways. Right, but, but, to, but to get to get it done in the proper fashion, leaving the proper amount of time for, for you know, for, for Kavana and for, for an uplifting experience, how long do you need to do that? How long do I, you I take? You can't, I, I don't think you could do it in less than an hour, pretty much. My Chazar Sashad takes 52 minutes. Um, but I... I I think that you need enough time, but in many cases you don't want too much time. Right. By the way, I mean, this is all predicated on the fact that we're ending Ni'ila when we could blow shofar this year, probably around 740 or whatever. I don't have the exact time yet. But realize that there are many menhagim, certainly if you remember, I mean, I didn't go, but for those people who went to yeshiva in Israel, there's a strong minhag that um, there, there's a part of Ni'ila uh, which need, which should be said before Shkia. There's a line, Hayom Yifneh Hashem Yifne, you know, the sun is setting, the gates are closing, whatever. There's a minhag that that should be said before Shkia. So now, assuming Shkia is 45 minutes or so right. before Yom Tif is over, there's if you if you hit that 45 minutes before Yom Tif is over, you're going to have to drag out the second half of the Elah a lot mm-hmm. to finish on time, you're going to have a lot of empty time at the end. And in fact, in yeshiva in Israel, they're duchening, which has to be done before Shkia, which means they're finishing the Ela 45 minutes before Yom Tif is over. Right. So it's well, all it, a matter of expectations and, and, and timing. It gives them plenty of time to Davin Marav. It gives them plenty of time to Davin Marav. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but, but, but to some extent, you're davening Marav when it's still Yom Kippur. Right, it's not true. the ideal... Right. Not the ideal situation, but I guess you're right. You probably have more cover on a davening Marv than, and, uh, you know, somebody asked, um, or the exact, the exact words the question was asked on, but why do we say 
for example, in my Rishmana Esrei, after Yom Kippur, we say Slach Navinu, right? Right. What are we, what are we being, what, what are we trying what to... What do we uh, need it for? We just finished the whole day, of course. Right, and the answer is for the first half of Mar, we just For rushing right. through Mar, exactly. <laughs> Mark, finally, uh, I imagine that you get inspiration, though, for your during your davening, uh, when you're up there, uh, from everyone in the shul singing along at the appropriate times, answering on main even, Rabba, whatever it may be, uh, it helps you. Absolutely, there's no question that the participation and look, it's a, it, it, in, in, in some in, in a large measure, it's on me for picking songs that people are going to sing along with, or having people were not necessarily again in the minion that I dove and now dragging out the chazaras shot to the point of people are tired and ready to go home. Um, I remember, um, I think it was, it might have been the first year that I down for the Amun. So this is going back 20 years. For those of you, for those people who don't know, the very strong minhag that um, the Bali Tfil and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur are uh, people who are married and have children. So um, 20 years ago when Shoshana was born, two weeks before Shoshana, it allowed me to daven that year for the first time. And... Um, we were at a minion in Rabbi Newberger's shul. They had just broken, and they needed to have a second minion. And uh, Rabbi Yissi Kamenetsky, now the principal of DRS, mm-hmm. and his father dove into that minion. Yissi was the official sort of rabbi at that minion. They were still living in Phoenix at the time. Um, his father was at that minion as well. And I remember in the in the morning, um, after the first day, whatever it was, his father looked up at the clock, and it was 12.30 when we had finished. And he says, you know what, I did not feel that davening was fast in any way, shape, or form, but we're finished in four and a half hours. So, you know, there are ways to manage the clock overall where, you know, Mark Landsman, who davens in our minion in Teaneck, who's the principal of YCQ, says he doesn't feel rushed at all, but it's, it's comforting to, for him to know that he's not going to be in school for seven and a half hours in order to shut up. Right. Mark, thank you very much for joining us this morning. I want to wish you and your family a chasiva for chasiva tova. It's all about the year for when you're dominating. It, <laughs> that's why you're the ball to feel and I'm not. Exactly. And, uh, it's my pleasure to you and to Mayor's family and to everybody and all the listeners. Thank a, you, Mark. Chasiva a, um, a happy and healthy new year, and um, we should all celebrate many, many more years of uh, the Yom Tovim. Looking forward to Sukkot, certainly. Um, be uh, in, in Yerushalayim. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Mark. My pleasure. Take Have care. Have a good Yatif, Mark. Good Yatif. Yatif. Thank you. It was Mark Zamek here on the uh, JM Sunday show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I think we're going to hit the uh, song. Uh, and uh, then we'll go back. Uh, a couple of things coming up. A very interesting uh, guest who's going to join us. I uh, won't say it's exclusive, but uh, but you'll want to stay tuned and listen here on the Nachum Siegel Network, JM Sunday. Tequila. The most mystical sound I have. sounds without saying a word. Tequila, 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 tequila. 
Thank you, Lenny Solomon with Schlockrock here on JM Sunday. That was cool. It was nice. It's something that we are going to hear. The The biggest mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah is to hear the shofar. Right. So if anybody is not able to hear shofar in shul, so many shuls have, uh, for instance, if you get there late, or if for whatever reason you can't make it to shul for the whole time, and you just want to hear the uh, shofar blowing, many right. shuls have a separate shofar blowing, usually right after davening, right. Uh, just to hear the tekiyos, and in Every community where there's a shul, if you call up the rabbi and say that you are homebound, you know somebody's homebound you in the hospital, there. Right. Uh, somebody will come over and blow shofar for right. you. And I have to say that uh, over the years there have been times that I've been home and someone has come to the house here. Right. Uh, and it's, it's still a very uplifting uh, time to hear for the sure. shofar blowing of everything else. I know Mark spoke about the davening before, which is obviously extremely important. It sets the mood for many hours and for the and for the whole year, you know, the mood that you're in. Uh, but the shofar blowing—that's the key. That's the ultimate. Right. My, so, my father has been doing that for years. Blowing shofar. Rosh, Rosh oh, nice. going, not not in shul. I mean, for right, people like people. on the block. Um, and I uh, I've done that once. It was actually uh, it, it was actually kind of a. Uh, it was an interesting experience for me. It was, it was an older man who was not well. He was homebound. And in fact, later that year, he passed away. Uh-huh. And it occurred to me when I thought back on it that I had – my Tekia chauffeur was the last one that he heard. Wow. Which is a weird kind of thought. Wow. It, was, it, it really gave That's me pause. Absolutely. I haven't, done it, I haven't done it since, I have to tell you. But it was, it was very, uh-huh. very – Odd kind of thing to think about. Uh, 7.58 in the morning on a JM Sunday, live with you on the East Coast of the United States, uh, getting ready to begin Rosh Hashanah in Israel. 
Uh, Mayor, I know you have to leave right after the 8 o'clock uh, hour, but uh, I would like to talk about your show for a second, your, sure. your portion of the stunt show. Right. And you said you're going to be on uh, this week. Uh, th- I believe that's what the schedule calls you, for. That's what I'm planning on. I'm you, third in the rotation. What is your outlook going to be? What is your perspective going to be for the show, ideas for the show? I always have I, – I, I could be walking around and get an idea and go, oh, that would be a fun hour to do on the radio. And it happens all the time. It's been happening for years. And, you know, over time, sometimes I've had an outlet for that. Sometimes I haven't had an outlet for that. Um, you know, I did, you know, when I was running the newspaper, the Jewish Star, um, you know, the, sh- the first show that I co-hosted with Miriam L. Wallach uh, years ago, we, you know, we would get an idea and we could do something, you know, with that. And then when I went over to Yeshiva University and we moved the show with us, and then Miriam was co-hosting What's Who's on First with me there, right. we, you know, again, we could take an idea and just execute it. It didn't um, – it had to fit into the general format of the show, but, uh, you know, we could be a little creative with that. But this is even more so. This doesn't even have to fit into a general format. It just has to be appropriate for the Nachum Siegel Network in the broadest terms, and and we can we can, we can do it. You get an idea. It's, it could be a one-off. It could be something that isn't something that you're going to be able to do week in, week out. It's not, it's not that kind of idea, not that kind of concept. But uh, that that's really the role the role the stunt show takes, and that's what I'm looking forward to getting you know getting getting an interesting idea and just executing it, and then doing something else the following month. Stunt show will air uh, first run 6 p.m. on Thursday, right? This Thursday, with an encore it, presentation. Encore actually on Sunday is at 10 a.m. Correct. Uh, this Sunday at 9 a.m. today. It's Gorf, nine o'clock. Right? I believe so. Yes, Scorf. Uh, at night, well, at 9 a.m. is Charlie Harari, with right. the Book of Life, a uh, an encore presentation. At 10 a.m. this morning, it is uh, the stunt show featuring Gorf. Next week, it will feature you. Right. And uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, a an encore of last night's Saturday Night Seagull with executive assistant Avrami. At 1 p.m., that's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. At 2 p.m., something to talk about with Randy Wartelsky. And at 3 p.m., the OU presents the Jewish Reaction. With Rabbi Steve Berg. I just had a good idea for some functionality on maybe on the website, on a future version of the app. Miriam yes. L. Wallach, if you're listening, you might want to write this down. If people could put in their if <laughs> is that the phone ringing? If people could put in their 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 location or if uh, or if somehow the, the computer obviously could know where you are and then have the entire schedule rendered in local times. That would be an interesting idea. Anyway, so Miriam, you should write that down, but uh, it just popped into my head. Um, it is uh, two minutes before 8 o'clock on the east coast of the United States, and you're listening to JM Sunday. And uh, Mathis, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been a tremendous pleasure to have and you here. You have here. another hour to go. Thank you. I have another hour to go. Uh, we have some special guests coming up in the next hour. I'm sorry you're not going to be able to join us. I do want to go right now, though, because we're on a little tight schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to uh, uh, introduce – by the way, there's a rumor that Nacha might be joining us. A rumor. A rumor that Nacha might be joining us on the air. You know, I never, today is, I never give any truck to rumors. Today's an anniversary. Today begins officially – Right. His his thirtieth year. This is it, era of Rosh Hashanah. But right now we're going to a message from the Prime Minister of the State of Israel here on the era of Rosh Hashanah on JM Sunday. I want to wish you all a happy new year, a happy new year in your personal lives, a happy new year for the Jewish people and the Jewish state. The Jewish state and the Jewish people are facing great challenges. Iran is racing to develop nuclear weapons. A rising tide of militancy is sweeping our region. And anti-Semitism is rearing its ugly head once again in Europe, in the Middle East, and across many parts of the world. 
And yet, I draw encouragement from two things. First, that during times of great challenge, our people have found great strength and unity, and we're united in our desire to see a prosperous, secure, and peaceful Israel. And second, that Israel is developing, developing rapidly as a modern technological society with great scientific, technological, and cultural achievements, uh, achievements that help benefit all of mankind uh, in medicine, in uh, communications, in, in the cell phones that you hold, in the, in the drugs uh, that cure uh, rare diseases in so many fields. We're bringing agriculture, irrigation to arid places across so many continents. We're working to build our state, but in so doing, we're also helping others. So I want to wish you a happy new year in which we continue the foundation uh, of our common bonds and also the foundation of a secure and prosperous Jewish future. Happy new year. Shana Tova. Thank you. That was the Prime Minister of the State of Israel here on JM Sunday with a special message. And right now we go to the phone lines, and I want to welcome the one and only Nachum Siegel. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Matus, and uh, an early Gudyantif and Shana Tava to everybody as we get ready for Rosh Hashanah tonight. That was very nice of the Prime Minister. The guy knows how to deliver a message. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and... Uh, uh, it was it was very special. <laughs> yeah, it sounded awfully similar to last year's. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually for for this year. Yeah, I, know, I, I know that. Uh, how are you, Nachum? Everything's good. I was thinking as he was speaking how the uh, diaspora jury is so much less reliant. Excuse me, how Israel is so much less reliant on diaspora jury compared to the old days, and that if there was any real transition, how different those uh, greetings are at the beginning of this year compared to years past. It probably is that. Israel's going to have a much greater role in taking care of us than the opposite, the way it was for so many decades. So that's what I was thinking about as he was, as he was uh, delivering that message. That's true. And I attempted to, uh, I, I was thinking of playing the Hebrew message, the message Ooh. in Hebrew that he gave. Uh, however, uh, without, uh, without someone uh, knowledgeable in Hebrew, unlike me, uh, I, I didn't want to do it. And uh, I know Mayor Weingarten is coming up uh, a little bit later in the program. Where we're going to be discussing something else. So I did hear it, though, and from what I could glean from it, it was a longer message than this one. He specifically talked about the um, specific developments in Israel, specific things regarding the uh, economy, the environment, science, technology. Uh, and it's amazing uh, when you think of all the uh, inroads that have been made in Israel. Oh, no question. I'm sure Mayor Weingarten could translate it without even hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> he could probably give it without a problem. It is remarkable. No. Look, I, I, I often say that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. No better day to say it than today as we enter the brand new year. Of course. And speaking of that, uh, before we uh, we hear some more words from you, I want to give you a mazel tov because today is an anniversary for you. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and it's, it's fitting, I think, and, you know, the very little credit that I take in, in, you know, helping out over the years. Uh, but the fact that we were able to put together a JM Sunday, and I want to again acknowledge Miriam El Wallach for that and you, of course. But the fact that we were able to put this together for this year and now actually have you on the air on your anniversary, starting your 30th year of broadcasting, uh, which began Arab Rosh Hashanah in 1983, I believe. Yeah. Uh, is amazing and, and Mazel tov. Did, did you think that uh, 30 years ago? Did, did you have any idea that 30 years later you would be sitting and talking about this? Yeah, that's just so remarkable. I, I was thinking about this last night that 
you know, I don't know what I was thinking 30 years ago today on that era versus China. I, I doubt I was thinking about 30 years in the future. I don't know if I was thinking about the next week. But um, I'm not sure you were thinking 30 minutes of the future. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been such a long stretch of time. And thank God the show has been successful and has grown, has made its impact. And, uh, you know, we hope for more and more. And that's one of the reasons that we're all together on this JM Sunday project and so many others. And, uh yeah, we should continue to go forward. It's, it's, I know it's not good to always concentrate on the past or to look back, but you have to look at it a little bit. And the foundation that we've laid over three decades is unbelievable, and today's quite a day to remember. Of course, the technology alone, by the way, allows oh. this to happen. This could never yeah. have happened you know, that many years ago. That's something I never would have dreamed of. Although what's funny is if you remember back then, there was a listener line. Do you remember that, that you can call up and hear the show? That's right. There was a... Uh, a phone service. A lot of people took advantage of that. In yes. Those days. I and think it was, uh, I think it was something that was really unique to us. Right. There weren't that many of them around at that time. It's funny. And ahead of it, ahead of their, ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, wh- I know we're starting the, you're starting the 30th year. Uh, so officially yeah. this is the 29th anniversary, correct? All right. So it's the 29th anniversary. We finished 29 years on, on Friday, finished 29 years, going into the 30th year. I know there are a lot of things planned for the 30th year. And uh, you'll be discussing them on JM and the AM and on uh, all the other programming that you have, including the Thursday night extravaganza and the live yeah. lunch that you have. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're, we're planning a lot of special stuff and just uh, to create as much noise as possible for this big anniversary year. If you think today on the 29th anniversary we're making a big deal about this, I'm hoping a year from now it will be a much, much bigger deal. Right. Um, what is the stream meant to you to be able to put this together and uh, and launch it a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago, uh, what did what did it mean for you? The um, the stream meant for me that people could hang out with us all day, uh, hear live original programming and just uh, you know instead of instead of there ever being a time to turn us off, they literally anytime they want to hear radio or anything Jewish, they would turn to us, which is what I I've always dreamt about. And I mean, so far there's a, a great response to it. And I think that that's what, um, you know, I think that's what people enjoy, that they basically have one address where they could have uh, good radio, and um, I think there's going to be more of it coming, which will make people even happier. And, um, you know, they, everyone got into the habit, for instance, of listening every morning. Now they could add Sunday to that. It's, uh, I, I just, I just, I'm proud of the fact that this launch has proven that we could be the uh, end-all and be-all for everybody when it comes to Jewish radio. That's absolutely true. Uh, I know, as you have said so many times, we've heard you say that there are people who listen to the show who may not be as connected to Jewish uh, culture, Jewish or Judaism in general, uh, but for the show, and they get to listen to Divrei Torah, words of Torah from Rabbi Goldwasser and Rabbi Yudin, and uh, all the different interviews, and it... it, it um, brings them together culturally, they hear the Jewish music. It must be very uh, heartening to you to hear that those stories from people like that. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm shocked at the type of emails we're getting now with the um, <laughs> with the 24-hour programming, with all the live programs. I'm, I'm really surprised. There are a lot of people just discovering the stream. There are a lot of people who are not really involved and have never been into any type of Jewish music that have been part of their life, and now they're getting into it. So I guess all the attention that's been paid to this has really paid off because a lot of people are now joining us. And uh, if it's people, certainly that uh, 
you know, generally would not be affiliated with this stuff, all the better. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you very much. Not, oh, by the way, I know that you are a Baltzfila also, correct? I, tonight, Matas. The yes. big night is tonight. Yeah, big night is tonight. Just a few hours. How how will you prepare? Mark spoke before. I don't know if you heard him. Mark Zomick spoke about being a Baltzfila and what he thinks about and discussing that. What do you think about before you begin the first words of Tefillah tonight? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I uh, First of all, the first thing I think about before Baruch Hu is thanking God that we made it through another year. That's uh, A lot of people forget to do that before Rosh Hashanah. That we have to focus on the past for at least a few seconds and thank God that we actually made it through 5772, which we, I mean, you heard what happened yesterday. I mean, there, there are people who, we spoke uh, about it, yes. in, an, in an instant, are no longer with us, and then we sometimes forget how lucky we are to be here. So that's the first thing. But yeah, I'll tell you, as a Valtfila, and you know me, because of my, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say paranoid, but I just, I, it seems that every year I worry more and more about my physical health. I'm not talking about anything drastic, but you know, usually at some point during <laughs> August or September, I get some type of cold, and it passes, and I say, okay, thank God, I had this season's cold, and I don't have to worry about it for youngsters. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a panic for tonight, because I haven't had that yet. Oh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking tea all day and trying to avoid this thing as much as possible. Right. It's like an annual tradition to set aside the uh, the physical ailment. But aside from that, I think that um, one of the... Uh, one of the responsibilities that I have in the New Springville Jewish Center is to try to inspire people and get them, not only myself, but they as well, to daven better, to enjoy the untuf more. And uh, that's really what I think about. I think about that we should accomplish that goal, that the hundreds of people that are there are going to have an inspiring untuf because of what we're doing. And I think you know the rabbi very well of the New Springville Jewish Center. I know the rabbi very well. In fact, I, uh, his Rosh Hashiva asked me, I saw him on Friday, and his Rosh Hashiva asked me where I'm going to be for... Um, on this, and I told him, and I said, uh, Rebbe, do you have any advice for uh, how to deal with the rabbi? And <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. And we want to wish the rabbi and the rabbi to the Mazel Tov because they had a grandson on, uh, on Friday, they had a grandson's bris on Friday, and I was there, Baruch Hashem, and uh, Gila and Ellie Sunshine named the baby after our father, meaning after my father. Yes. And that was extra special. But yeah, we're going to be spending uh, time together uh, again over Yontif, meaning uh, the seagulls on Staten Island, and uh, and my Siegel family, and uh, it's always been fun. It should be nice. I believe that Rabbi Siegel is going to be joining us uh, Erev on the, um, not Erev Yom Kippur show, but next Sunday. Right after Shabbat Shuvah. Yes, uh, right after Shabbat is a pre Kippur show to deliver some words of greeting. What is your favorite uh, melody that you uh, sing on Rosh Hashanah? Well, I, just, I just want to warn you, it's only a two-hour show, so be careful about inviting everybody by Siegel. Sometimes he goes longer than that. <laughs> uh, so I'm just kidding. My favorite melody is, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I mean, it, it's only Yom Kippur, but I think it's the uh, it's, it's everyone's favorite melody, and that's Kianu Amecha, communal right. singing and everybody getting very into it and declaring some beautiful words, I think. you know, And there are a lot of great melodies, and a lot of them that I love, and plenty on Rosh Hashanah as well. But I think if you ask about the high holidays in general, that's the one. Excellent, excellent. Well, Nachum, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's a great honor. Thank I you, Mark. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything Mazel, you've Mazel, done. Mazel, you get the same 29th anniversary milestone that all of us get. So I'll have a great Yantiv and a Ksiva and a wonderful, happy, healthy, sweet New Year to all of our listeners. Thank you again. Nachum Siegel here on JM Sunday on a uh, on another historic day in Erev Rosh Hashanah. It is the 29th anniversary of uh, Nachum Broadcasting on JM and the AM. And uh, 
it, the, the show has grown tremendously, branched out. We now have the 24-hour stream. All the live programming is not mentioned. And it just is uh, something that so many people can, can latch on to and around the world, literally around the world, and just uh, thoroughly enjoy. We're going to go to some music. Here is Mordechai ben David with V'chol Maminim.
22 in the morning here on a JM Sunday, and uh, we heard from Shlomo Simcha, Simcha's Yom Tov album with uh, Uva Shofar here on JM Sunday. My thanks before to Nachum Siegel for joining us on the air. It's an era of Rosh Hashanah program, very special program, and we're all getting ready for a brand new year. Joining me on the phone is Mayor Weingarten. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Matthew. Thank you for joining me here. I'm hearing music in the background, Matthew. I don't know. You, oh well, there, there's a reason you're hearing music in the background. We're going oh. to uh, we're going to stop that in a second. That's the great technology here. How's that? Is that okay. better? That's better. That is much much better. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank they you. Get hard for me to. Yeah, it's, uh, 
hearing three different things at once is a very, very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but you, you're, we, you're we, used we to... We did two things at once at Sinai. God made a miracle. Yeah, today, right, but, yeah. right. And you're used to doing five things at once, but, you know, it's a little <laughs> bit harder here. Uh, good Erev Yom Tov to you. A uh, Happy New Year. Shana Tova to you. Same. Shana Tova. Uh, I did play the message from the Prime Minister in English because I did not know if I would have you on the air for a long enough period of time to translate everything he had said in Hebrew. And I certainly was not going to attempt it because then I'd be putting words in his mouth that had nothing to do with the message he was giving. Uh, but, of course, besides everything else, uh, we, we always turn to you for the uh, – Nachm always turns to you for uh, – your Hebrew expertise, besides uh, all well, the other I things that say, you do. Uh, I often say that I'm not a Hebrew language expert, but I do play one on the radio. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, looking ahead to Rosh Hashanah, uh, from the standpoint of somebody who really understands the davening, in its original, probably more than most people, uh, is there anything in particular that, that you look forward to or, or something that um, you sink your teeth into when you're like, oh, I'm, I can't wait for this particular pew to this particular tefillah, yeah. uh, and, and something you could share with the audience that it's they could look at? Interesting. First of all, you, you mentioned about understanding the piyutim and so forth. A friend of mine was telling me uh, on Shabbat about the past, you know, the week of Slichot that we um, we had, and he said, I don't know what language they're written in. <laughs> I'm having such trouble breaking my teeth trying to <laughs> just say them, forget about understand them. And it's true, the piyutim that we say, the poems that we say that are addition to the tefillah, to the Shemona Yisrael, um, are written in, in such beautiful Hebrew, but yet at the same time, very, very difficult Hebrew. And uh, it, it's really, I find myself at times, and I think, you know, even people who are fluent in Hebrew find themselves at times uh, trying to figure out what, what, what some of the words mean and so forth. It's very, very difficult, and it does, it, it takes a lot out of you to try and understand it. Is that um, because, if I, if I interrupt for a second, is that because when these were written, they were written in a more pure Hebrew by people who understood Hebrew better than we do and, and really lived Hebrew as their language? I'm going, I, 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 I don't think that's the reason. I don't think that. I, I think that's a great theory. And I'm not sure what the reason is, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to, I'm going to take an educated guess and say that when someone's writing poetry, um, you know, you use a much more flowery language. Uh, you right. also have certain constraints of poetry. You want to, let's say it's in the Alphabet. A lot of the a lot of the putin that we say are in the alphabet order, for example. So you have to find the words that are going to fit the alphabet or whatever other, you know, um, special effects that that you're using. Those were the special effects back in the day. Right, and they did the alphabet order. They didn't have an alif- They didn't have a putin alphabet thesaurus then. Right, and uh, and also a lot of times the the python, the person writing the piyut, um is referring to psukim or midrashim or other things and is, um, you know, uh, using the words of, of the psukim that he's referring to. And, and they are sometimes very difficult. But I think it's more the flowery language which makes it very difficult to understand. So what is your favorite or your... So, well, I won't talk about my favorite. <laughs> my favorite is, I, difficult to say favorite, but the one that moves me most is in the Tanatoka, if I think it does... Everyone in the Ashkenazic world, I pointed out a few weeks ago on Jamie the AM that 
Sardom don't say Netanatokef. It's not in their liturgy, which I was shocked to find out only a few years ago when I was mentioning to somebody, you know, Miba Mai, Miba Ish, whatever, and they were looking at me like weird. And I said, hello? Miba Mai, Netanatokef, hello? Right. And it turns out the Sardom don't have that period. Interesting. So there's a huge discrepancies. But the one that, <clears throat> the one that um, really gets where I dominate in Flappish, the Avna Minute, the place really hopping, ro- roaring, roaring, is Ve'etayu Kol Le'ovdecha, which is in the Mus of Davening of, of all the Tfilot, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And um, it became uh, the, the melody that Rosh Shlomo Kabach wrote for this period became very, very famous, but with different words. Uh, it became famous as Lashana Haba, but the real melody was written for Vayetayukol of Decha. And um, even the first word, Vayetayu, is a very difficult word to understand. Vayetayukol of Decha. By the way, as is Netana Tokef. Netana Tokef, what, what does that mean? Netana, it means we will tell. Netana means we will tell, we will, you know, uh, recite or whatever. Vayetayu means uh, come. Asaka means come. And I was thinking of where we know it from. And you know, you know, it's very easy from Chagadia, believe it or not. And the door came and the chutzah came and so forth. Vayetayu chol of decha means and everyone will come to worship you. And they shall bless your your name, your honorable name, and so forth. And um, I also found that I was, as I was looking through my computerized concordantia, which is really very helpful in making me look like a very big Talmud Chacham. <laughs> which uh, you are, which you are. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's smoke and mirrors. Uh, so that 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 is and the next of Kecha and so forth. It's based on a pasuk in Yeshayahu. Rahu iim viyirahu ktsod haaret yecharadu karvu vayetayun, and and so it it does come from that pasuk. And the end of it is viyishmuu rechokim viyavo, and you know from far and wide they will hear about God, about the greatness of God. Viyitnu lecha keter melucha, and they will crown you. God, as the God, you know, over the whole world. And that's really the theme of Rosh Hashanah. We're making God the king of the world. That's really what we do on Rosh Hashanah. Those are beautiful words to folk, on which to focus on Rosh Hashanah. And uh, uh, as, as I said earlier, we, you know, encourage people to, uh, to look at that, read it, understand it, uh, and, you know, try to get try to get something out of it to help move them. It's a long davening, you know. Oh, yeah. We could spend we could spend hours talking about the whole thing on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, about the davening. We could spend uh, hours without we, talking about how many hours it is. Right, right. And and what we say now compared to, you know, what life was like a couple of thousand years ago when it was not this type of setup for right. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. It was a lot different. And uh, Well, you got to figure that. At some point in history, many of the people don't realize that the, the piyutim that we say, were written as you know went along in history. I mean, they, they are very, very, very old. But right. there were there was a time thousands of years ago 
that the people who wrote these weren't alive yet, and so they weren't into Masla. Right, exactly. And uh, you know, the focus was, was different in how people looked upon Rosh Hashanah and, and Yom Kippur. Right. Uh, but nowadays, this is this is what we have, this is what we focus on. And right, uh, right. yeah, sometimes, look, honestly, it's difficult in shul to, to sit and uh, go through an entire davening. Uh, and I, was, I was mentioning to somebody recently, I said, you know, it's a good thing that it's very long. And he looked at me because he knows that I have very little <laughs> patience in general. It's very difficult for me to sit physically also. So uh, he said, I said, because thankfully it's so long. So, you know, I get a few minutes here and a few minutes there in which I can really focus in. <laughs> if it would be short, it would go by and, you know, I missed it, you know. Right. This way I have a few opportunities <laughs> during which I can focus in. On, on, on the tefillah. Um, we have another minute? Yeah, I, I was going to say, by the way, a little known fact is that uh, you yourself used to be at Baal tefillah at times, right? Yes, I was for, for a number, quite a number of years, actually, a uh, Baal Shacharit ah. uh, on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Oh, so you really had the toughest part because everything follows what happens from Shacharit. Although well, Pesukit Zimra could be, say the same thing. Right. So uh, I'll tell you a couple of things. First of all, it's actually brought down in the halacha. Uh, I don't remember if it's in the Shulchan Aruch or if it's in the Ramah that the Baal Shachut should not let go on long. Right. It says it in the halacha. It's amazing sometimes the things that are in the halacha. The other thing it says in the halacha, by the way, for all the Baal Shachut is not to change the nigunim that people are used to. It's interesting. They uh, awake it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mark talked about that before. Uh, that sometimes uh, he would have a situation where he would go in some place or he would hear from people that someone right. suddenly said a, a new uh, tune, if you will, right. for a certain, and they're, they're expecting a certain way of saying something or singing something. And not only that they're expecting, you're right. And I think the expectation brings about a certain something in your heart. When you hear nine, 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 it does something to right, you. Right, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and whatever the Sephardim, you know, their, their well-known, uh, you know, nigunim brings something, it, 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 it gets your heart going in a certain way. And when you change that and people are, you know, that just doesn't speak to them as much. Of course. And we know that there are a lot of people out there who don't always have the opportunity to go to synagogue, to go to shul on a weekly basis. And they may only come a couple of times a year. And when they come, though, they look to those nigunim, those tunes, as you said, the the way that something starts, the first the first kaddish, whatever it is, right. as that's their whole year, and that has to carry them throughout the year. Yeah. And if and they don't hear that, they they lose it. Yeah, and we know also that that music is 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 very deep. Music it moves. Music has a power beyond words, even right. um, that that moves people. You were going to say something before. Yeah, I, I was just going to. I was going to mention that I, I recently have have really enjoyed listening to uh, the the uh, lectures and the shirim of Rabbi Doctor Lord Jonathan Sachs, who's the chief rabbi of uh, I think it's the British Commonwealth, British, Commonwealth. British, British Empire. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and he came out with uh, Machzor last year for Rosh Hashanah in English. He translated. You know, there's a series now, the Koran. The Koran, right, I was going to uh, say. Siddur first, and then last year, the Rosh Hashanah Mafia, this year, the, uh, the uh, Yom Kippur Mafia came out as well. Uh, one of the points that he makes, and just uh, as I was tying that into the uh, Sayu, that we crown God, one of the points that he makes 
is that Rosh Hashanah, you know, and people often confuse Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We don't talk about Chet on Rosh Hashanah. We don't talk about sin on Rosh Hashanah as we do on Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is a much more universal day when we talk about the, the, the kingdom of God, of making God the king over the entire world. He points out how, uh, how on Shalosh Rigolim and so forth, we start with, God, you chose us, the Jewish people. We don't say that on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. It's, it's, a, it's a universal um, kingdom of God. It is making God uh, king over the entire universe. And, and uh, he quotes Rosolovechik, um, telling how when he was a young kid in Cheder, um, the, the Chabad Chassid, who was the Rebbe, in, I think it was in Chaslavich, where, where Rosolovechik was, said to the kids in the class, do you know who places the crown? on the head, on God's head, on Rosh Hashanah. And the teacher said, it's Yankel the tailor and Beryl the shoemaker and Zalman the water carrier. Uh-huh. So Ravajic said, I've given many sermons and written many discourses on the concept of Rosh Hashanah, but nothing ever made me feel the true depth and power of the day as those words of my childhood teacher. And every year when I recite in the Rosh Hashanah prayers, the words, Rule over the wor- whole world in your glory. I remember my teacher in Chastavish who said each Jew, each person actually crowns God and ends up making him king because, you know, you can't be the king unless you have the people who accept your kingdom. Wow, beautiful. Thank you so much, Mayor, for joining us this morning. Thank uh, you for having it's, me. It's, it's an and honor. And Mazel Tov on your show. Thank this you. Great. Thank it's you amazing. so much. I wish you a uh, good year and a chesiv kuzimatova, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. As I wish you, your family, and all the listeners, Shana Tova, as they say uh, in some parts, the Shana Tova, take a table, take a table. This is true. And today, by the way, is an anniversary also, as we spoke to Nachum before. Yes. His 29th anniversary. It is beyond amazing yes. that for 29, this is now the 29th anniversary of what Nahum has created. Yeah. That's, that's, it really is. It's, yeah. it's, it's something that he's created and has had an effect on the world, on the Jewish world. And we look forward to a great year ahead and many more years ahead, of course. Thank you again, Mayor. Have a great yantif. Here is Shalshelis Jr. with Shmakolenu on JM Sunday.
Shellis Jr. here on JM and the on JM Sunday, not JM the AM. That is coming up on Wednesday. Nachum will be off for the next two days for Rosh Hashanah. But this is JM Sunday, eight forty-two in the morning here on a Sunday morning. And my name is Matis Weingast. I am so happy to be here with you, and uh, we are carrying you up right up to Yom Tov, depending on where you are in the world, and hopefully you've enjoyed this morning's programming. I'm honored to be joined on the air this morning by the one and only General Manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, Miriam L. Wallach. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, Matis, and if you're honored, I don't even, <laughs> I mean, and then it's been a tough news day. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> How are you this morning? I thank God I'm very well. My kitchen is a bit of an organized chaos, I will be honest with you, if you could take a snapshot. Uh, I know what the dining room table in your house looks like, but the kitchen in my house looks like uh, a bit of a whirling dervish has been here, and I guess in reality it has. But you know what the nice thing is about being on last? I get to comment on everyone else. That's true. That's yeah. true. And I've been taking notes. <laughs> I've been taking notes. No, 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 good things. First of all, I have to tell you, I have to tell you that um, what, what um, you hear that voice in the back? Yes, I do, of yeah, course. Yeah, sorry about that. Everybody? That, that's, that's my youngest. Now, um, a, a future voice on the stream. Um, or a future tyrant, whichever way you want to look at it. But um, the first thing I want to tell you is what, what um, Mark was talking about, about being the Baltfila and, and, and davening on behalf of everyone and leading everyone in davening. I apologize for the noise in the background. It's okay. Um, but when my grandfather davened for the Umud in his shul for many, 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 many years, um, the, when, he, when he davened, Ha'ani Hananami Mash. I I still think about it now. <laughs> I still think about it now because it's an incredibly humbling moment. 
and my grandfather, when he said it in his, in his kihila, it was as if he was really having a conversation with God. It was as if God was really standing there next to him. And that's the way my grandfather davened. He paused in the right places. He spoke in the right places. And he, and he, and he sang in the right places. And that's the way he davened in general. And, um, and when Mark was talking about it, it really brought me back. And I think about it every year during davening, how when my grandfather spoke, when my grandfather davened, it was a conversation he was having with God. I guess when someone is able to be a Baltfila or a Chazan and blend those two things together, as you said, and as what Mark said, to be davening and understanding that you're representing the people that are there in the shul, and at the same time, you yourself are trying to have your own tefillah, and you can bring those two together so that you're not just putting on a show, so to speak. I mean, God forbid, it's not, you know, you're not there to put on a show for Yom Tov, but you are there to stir the hearts and minds of the people. And yet you want to have some type of, uh, some type of participation on, on your own, like you said, the conversation. When you can bridge those two together, it must be remarkable. It is, and, and, it's, and it's remarkable to be the person just listening to the person who is able to do it. And I, my grandfather died. He was 95. He had his shul till he was 93. There was nothing like it. Wow. Wow. Very nice. Uh, so you, the you other have... thing I have to comment on, of yes. course, the 30th anniversary. And I guarantee you, 30 years ago, not only was Nachum not thinking that 30 years later he'd still be doing this, but that 30 years later he'd be working with me. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Younger Nietzsche Miriam Mann was definitely not on his radar in terms of being a GM. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, I can, I can imagine that tremendously. Uh but I imagine today is a busy day for you also uh, in, in your household, as it is all around the world, this era of Yom Tov. But when I you... have now locked myself in a closet, you should just know. <laughs> when... as, any parent, as any parent of young children know that when you need to have a conversation, there are two places you can have a private conversation. Both of them need to have locks. One of them is a closet. And so I am literally <laughs> standing in a closet. For, so for those of you... Who are trying to get the image of Aravientis at the Wallachs? There's, I already described my kitchen, and then you hear my youngest in the background, who is, is pretty tyrannical. I gotta say, as a number six goes, she can hold her own. <laughs> well, if you wish, I, I have something queued up here that I can uh, go to for a minute, if you wish to, uh. If that to, works for you, to... I can find another closet. <laughs> And then we can we can come right back. Uh, that sounds good. And uh, this actually is a uh, brand new. It's Shviti. We're gonna go. We're gonna come right back to you. So don't go away, Miriam. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I don't even know if I'm gonna play this whole song. So I'm gonna give you about a minute, and that's gonna be it. Uh, you got it. This is like the worst with... game show game ever. Okay, <laughs> get rid of the two-year-old. <laughs> in a minute or less. <laughs> and uh, Miriam L. Wallach will be back in uh, just a minute. Joining us here is uh, Shviti. On the JM Sunday. Anna Elech Meruchacha, Anna Mipanecha Eva. Esak Shamayim Sham Ata Beyatia Sheo Hineka Anna 
J.M. Sunday, we are joined once again by Miriam L. Wallach. Hi, Miriam. Hey, what's going on? Things sound good. You, you, know, how, you know how they always say, turn your radio down? Yeah, it's, I couldn't turn my kids down. The truth of the matter is, is I didn't even know she was up. But you have to turn your radio down over there. No, my radio's not on. I'm sitting in a closet. Oh, it sounds a very... Uh, okay. No, I'm back in the closet. Back in the closet. Um, okay. So, it is 8.49 in the morning, and it's you 8:49 have... 8.49 in this morning, yes. The things us. that are dinging in the background in my house, you should not be able to hear either. <laughs> That's fine. It sounds great. Uh, so, Miriam, tell us, uh, as you enter, and we'll talk about the stream in a minute, though, so I want sure. to get to that, but, but first, from your perspective as someone um, with, a, with a wonderful family and going into Yom Tov, of course, it's a busy day today, but what do you look at when it comes to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, the, the whole uh, aspect of the davening, the tefillah, uh, you know, what does it me, mean to you? Oh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a very delicate balance. Having young kids, and thank God having had many young children at different ages, and it, it's, it's a very delicate balance between me needing to fill my needs, both halakhically and spiritually, of being in shul, of hearing the kolos, etc., and not disturbing everyone else's davening. So when we talked before, I should say when you guys talked before and I was able to listen about what, what I like to refer to as satellite chauffeur blowings, chauffeur blowing for people who are not able to make it to shul, I know that that speaks to me personally, and I can give Hakara Satov to Robbie Siegel and the other members of the Young Israel of Woodmere who have blown colos for me for many years because I, even though there are groups that are available, youth groups that are available for kids on Yontif, it's, it's not the same, and kids are... Are definitely have an important part of shul and need to feel that shul is a safe place like Dr. Goldberg talked about on That's Life last week. It's a place for them to learn. It's a place for them to grow. But as a parent, it's also important to teach kids that, you know, this is not the time for you to be running in and out. This is not the time for whatever it is. And as much as we want kids to be involved in shul, and in shul, I also have to make that judgment as a parent as when it's going to be the right time for me to stay home. My kids are too young to be in groups. And even though I need to be in shul and I want to be in shul, that's for sure, um, other people's fila, other people's davening does not, does not come before mine. And uh, so for years I've had other people blowing kolos and I've davened at home. And um, actually this year um, I have my Rosh Hashanah to go that comes out from YU, the different um, – 
over the different you know holidays, the Yom Tovim and, and the the different fasts, they put out a booklet called Whatever It Is to Go, Shavuos to Go, etc., where you can read different divrei Torah and different drushes from from different people who work at YU or work for YU. And between that and and then hearing the chauffeur blowing and being able to dominate on my own, I mean that's that's yontif to me, at least at this point in my life. Right. I, I, before, Mayor Fertig, by the way, is, I'm sure you heard co-hosted with me the first hour this yes. morning. I'm so thankful for that and so honored for him to be here. Uh, we didn't get a chance at that time to talk about uh, his work at YU, and I'm glad you brought up the uh, the YU to go because it's a great resource before. So many of the holidays and uh, different uh, events during the year, they have these uh, packages that you right. can download and get. And it makes the, uh, the Yom Tov experience for those that uh, can't necessarily uh, be in the traditional setting, it makes it more meaningful and personal to them. Absolutely. And, and the truth of the matter is is that right before uh, we were at Champions Gate, it was Tisha B'Av. And on Tisha B'Av, I happen to have had, like, unfortunately, a bad custom that I have, a violent migraine. And... Tisha B'Av became, for me, uh, Rabbi Schachter, J.J. Schachter, doing a live stream of keynotes and explanations on the YU website, plus my YU to go, and my fasting, and that, and, you know, being in a dark room with an ice pack on my head. That became, unfortunately, my Tisha B'Av, but I was able to see him at Champions Gate a couple of days later and thank him, and I, I said to him, I said, you made my Tisha B'Av, and, and I hope, and, and he knew, he knew I was being completely sincere, and, and he had heard that. You know, thank God from a number of different people who either had similar experiences or were too far from a shul, couldn't get to a shul, etc. But thank God they get good feedback on it, and people should know that it really does hit home. It makes a difference. Right. It sounds funny to say that you had a, a you know a great tish above, but yeah. it's the same thing here. the The issue is that uh, it, it it is uplifting and spiritually uplifting, and as I said before, meaningful and uh, carries you throughout uh, throughout the year. Yeah, thank God. I mean, listen, I look back on the past year that I have had personally, professionally, I am completely, if, you know, there are, there are very few words that really can capture the Hakaras Hatov I have to Hakarash Baruch Hu for everything that I've been given, the connections that have been made, the opportunities I've been shown, and, um, and thank God I just, uh, I'm really very thankful. I, I bring all of that to, with me together when I, when I'm going to hold my moxer, please God, tonight and tomorrow and day after. And, you know, I look forward to, to an incredible second year. Uh, an incre- incredible continuation of, of the brachas that I've been given. Absolutely, I mean, and today marks a uh, an anniversary in the uh, Jewish music world, in the Jewish Absolutely. world, the 29th anniversary of Nachum Siegel on JM and the AM and broadcasting on JM and the AM. Uh, as Nachum said before, it's unbelievable. He did not think that the 30 years ago he was thinking 30 years in the future. As I said, I don't know if he was thinking 30 minutes in the future. Right. Uh, but uh, it is something that has grown tremendously over the course of time. The number of listeners uh, has, is tremendous. The uh, number of people that the, the words of Nachum and the programming that Nachum has uh, brought that have touched the, the number of individuals that it's touched personally in all far-flung places in the world. The people who have sometimes very little connection to Judaism, uh, certainly to Jewish culture, uh, is touched upon the hearts and minds of so many people. And this is now the, the uh, a milestone that we have the Nachum Siegel Network that you have put together. And this is not a this is not a kochiva uh, yes. kind of moment. You know, this is uh, I mean, 
as, as I've said before, I'm a team player. I love this team, and this team has an incredible, incredible captain. And, and That's true. Yep, and I have done nothing that anyone else couldn't have done, and I'm happy to be a part of it, and I feel incredibly lucky to have come into such a nurturing team. I mean, you and Mark and Mayor and Mayor and, and everyone who has, and Randy, from everybody. I mean, the support I have gotten personally, that I've personally received from all of you, and the feedback and the ideas and the suggestion. I mean, it's it would overwhelm some people, but to me it's incredibly comforting. Like, we're all in. Like, we are really all in. You know, Mark said at the beginning of the show, we're all in this together. I feel that way about this team also. We are all in this together. This is completely a labor of love for many, many people. Right. And to give you an idea to those people uh, who may not be familiar with the schedule, coming up today, by the way, Sundays is an encore day. Right. And just to talk about, we have at 9 o'clock in just a few minutes, Charlie Harari with the Book of Life, his second installment. Uh, the stunt show coming up at 7 o'clock. This is a week, I believe, it's Daniel Gord. Uh, excuse me, it's a, a Gorf, Gorf who is uh, on. Right. Uh, the last night, Executive Assistant Navrami had a Saturday Night Seagull. It is being encore today at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I want to mention that what I just played before, Shiviti, is a uh, song by Executive Assistant Avrami that was premiered on the JM and the AM this past right. week. Right, right, right. That was his, uh, that's his new single. Is, yes. And uh, coming up at 1 p.m. today, an encore presentation of it's some show. I'm not sure what it's called. Let's see. Let me think of it. It's called That's, uh, let's see, Hello Today. Who are we? Oh, yes. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. You know what my kids say, by the way, when I, when like, they don't like my answer to whatever it is. And I look at them, I go, hey, that's life. My kids are like, that is so overused. <laughs> All they do is roll their eyes. It's like the last thing they want to hear. I could tell them anything else. They're like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. Please don't say it. <laughs> I can imagine. And uh, 2 p.m., Randy Wartelsky with something to talk about. Right. And at 3 p.m., the OU presents the Jewish Reaction with Rabbi Steven Berg. Uh, that is uh, the uh, today's programming and then the stream afterwards taking us up to Yom Tov. All of these shows are first run during the course of the week. There's the live lunch with ZK on Tuesdays. There is the Z Report with Yossi Zweig on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Right, and actually, not to interrupt you, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be um, anchoring um, right yes. after the OU show. Anchoring what after the OU show? The Z Report. Oh, did I cut out somewhere? No, the no, Z- no. Oh, yes. The Z, the Yussie's Wags, the Z Report, which is which falls into our Wednesday um, live lunch slot, I'm pretty sure... We are starting to encore today. I'm not sure that if, if there are any technical glitches and it doesn't start today, that's because it's Erev Yantif and everyone's cuckoo. Nice. But um, I, that, that will be starting Amir Sashem next week if it does not start today. We have a few seconds before we're going to uh, go into our, our theme, final one of uh, 5772, until we go into 5773. And uh, I, I don't want to forget that on Thursday... We uh, is the anchor day, right? Is that what you call it? What do you what do you call that Thursday when it's the primary program, the first run programming? What do you call that? Uh, live lunch with Nachum at uh, at twelve noon. Class album of the week with Mark Zomix, uh, The Thursday night extravaganza. So many great things. Uh, an hour of Jewish soul with Charlie Burnhout in the evening. Uh, congratulations to you. Yes, we're going to go ahead and, you know, it's a team. Um, we're going to go ahead to another year and just keep it going for so long. But thank you to everything that you have done. And I want to wish you and your family a Shana Tova. Thank you, Martha. That is Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, as we set to close out the uh, year 5772 with Hatikva in the background. And I want to wish all our listeners... 
and a year of health and happiness. We'll be back next Sunday morning with JM Sunday at 7 o'clock, and Nachum will be back on Wednesday morning with JM in the AIM. Thanks again. Have a good Yom Tov, everyone.